good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Brent Frazier. Hello. And Shane Kronikin. How's it going? Guys. Yeah? How so, are you? Fine. What's up, yeah. What's on your mind? What are your feelings like? What are your emotions? Um, Talk to me about them. I don't. Shane those. doesn't have emotions. Yeah, we learned on last episode, Matt doesn't either. Yeah. I mean, I think we already kind of knew that, but the extent of which was expanded upon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you missed that episode, it is our Manchester by the Sea episode. You can find that on our website, moviereviewcrew.com, or streaming on any podcast. What did that get? Streaming. I'm curious from you guys. Listen to it. Uh, Manchester it by the Sea? Yeah. Uh, it was a B minus, C- uh, oh. seven point three eight. That's mm. higher than I imagined, yeah, especially uh, hearing the sound, the, yeah. the, the hearing the um, way you guys talked about it. Uh, so I mean, Matt gave it a five. Yeah. And uh, Steve and Aaron gave it eight, eight and a half plus. Eight and a half plus. Yeah, Aaron gave it a nine. That'll bring it up a bit. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it was it was an even spread, and I think it was a really good discussion, uh, an episode that I think a lot of our listeners would like to listen to. So go so, listen to it. Yeah, so go listen to it. After this one. After this one. Because this one's a great one. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're already listening to this True. one, so why stop Fair. this one Fair. and yeah, then yeah. go back? True that. So, I mean. This one's even better by, like, two. Well, it's got like, better people. Yeah. <laughs> Except, am I included? Because I was on the last one, too. Sure. Hell yeah, dude. I'm better people this time. <laughs> I mean, you're, ju- you're at the very least just as good as you were. No, no, man. Uh, the, the, He's on his third down, cup yeah. of coffee this at this time. Uh, also, I did kind of think that Michelle Williams was in Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's definitely your no way you're going to be that bad in this episode. I hope. <laughs> I thought Michelle Williams was in this movie. <laughs> she wasn't. Well, speaking of Platoon, mm. which is the movie that we're doing today, yep. I did. I <laughs> here we go. Yep, you watched the whole movie and didn't realize Johnny Depp was Johnny Depp. Yeah. Is that what you're getting getting at? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I read the cast list before the movie. <laughs> That's even worse. You knew he was in it. I know. Still didn't know that watched he was him. the entire movie and then was like, oh yeah, Johnny Depp was in this movie. Who was he? But where? <laughs> he was the one that if, looked like Johnny Depp. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, I immediately recognized Charlie Sheen. Good. Oh, that's, that's that good. is good. And uh, Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. So the two main people you immediately yes. recognize. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen Tom Berenger in anything though. Uh, oh, Major you League. need to he remedy lot, that. Yeah, he did a lot of action stuff, but he was. He's in Major one of League. the most underrated badass dudes of the '80s and, and early '90s. Uh, it's disappointing to find out that he doesn't actually have those facial scars, though. No, he doesn't. It's very disappointing. Mm. Sorry. Well, actually, he was in Inception. Yeah, Tom Berenger. Was he? I don't remember. Yeah, he played uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was a dumbass movie that I don't remember. You didn't like Inception? Not really. It was okay. It was decent best. Decent best? That's fair. Honestly, it was one of my favorite movies 
ever. Until you watched it again? <laughs> no, until I watched it for like the fifth time. And I was like, you know what? There are more plot holes than I remember the first four times. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is Movie Review Crew, by the way, guys. We have movies coming out to theaters on this fine episode. We also have uh, What Have You Watched Lately segment um, and a review of Platoon. What are the movies coming out to theaters? Quite a few. Uh, but anything worth it? We'll see. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Yeah. Oh my god, that looks yeah. so bad. I don't know what yep. that is. It's like a Dora live action blur. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Dude. Oh. And <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's it's I can't believe you haven't seen anything and, about that. And I don't know if any of you have seen the second Sicario movie, but the little girl that plays the drug cartel boss's daughter who oh cusses is Dora. And, and is like super <laughs> shady in that movie plays Dora. Nice. So good for nice. her for being Dude, able to play both both roles. This it's a PG movie. Well, it's Dora the Explorer. I understand that, but I don't know. I think it's it's going to be lost within this like is it a kids movie? Is it a YA movie? Is it does it have any adult? Like, I think it's going to be lost in the shuffle. No, it's a kid's it's, movie. It's got to be a straight-up kid's movie. Yeah, no I don't doubt. know. But, no, but it... But it's... I'm telling you, I think it's... Because she's a teenage explorer in this one. And I think it's going to be attended for YA, but it's going to have, like, kiddie, like, themes. I'm telling you, I, I think it's going to be lost. And I think That's that movie's going to get, like, like a 2%. That's all. It's probably not going to be good. Well, yeah. Anyway... Uh, one one that uh, I know Matt is interested in scary stories to tell in the dark. He actually said he's gonna try to see that this weekend. Yeah, eh, it looks a little like kitty to me, little goosebumpsy to me. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. One called "The Art of Racing in the Rain," where our boy K. Cos voices a dog. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Showing wow. that rain, stepping out of his comfort zone. Yep. One called "The Kitchen." With uh, where K. Cos uh, plays a spoon, where he plays a spoon. Yep, perfect, it has perfect, perfect. Elizabeth Moss, Melissa McCarthy, Dom Hall Gleason, a uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Pretty big cast. That's going a big on. cast. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I'll read this synopsis. It actually sounds pretty good. The wives of a New York gangster, the wives of New York gangsters in Hell's Kitchen in the seventies, continue to operate their husbands' rackets after they're locked up in prison. So, so that wait, one could be good. Well, so Dom Hall Gleason probably won't be a big role. A probably supporting role, but yeah. I mean, it the, the poster, uh, McCarthy, Haddish, and Moss are, are the three prominent figures. So Who? Melissa McCarthy? Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth How do you guys Moss. feel about her? I'm not a big fan. Like, I she, think she's turning the corner. I think she's fine. I, I yeah. enjoy her comedies, some more than others. Uh, she's a very good actress. Have, have any of you seen... That's what I mean. Uh, I, uh, can... Can you ever forgive me or some, yeah, something she, like, like that? I haven't seen it, but it's the one where she like rips off books yes, or whatever. And, and she was incredible in that. She was very, very good in it. Yeah. See, I haven't seen that, and like I haven't seen her in a lot, to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of her. I'm kind of indifferent about her. Like I don't find her to be funny, but I don't find her to be like annoying. When like you know, when somebody who's supposed to be funny, but yeah. you don't find them funny, they're annoying. Her comedies are hit and yeah. miss to me. And it, like the only. I liked her in what was that movie Spy or whatever oh, that she God, was in with Jason Statham. Like I thought that was funny, but I guess I haven't really seen her in a whole lot. I don't really go to her movies. Yeah. And and kudos to her for for being willing to evolve and not just taking the easy way of just do more comedies, more comedies, same stuff. And and 
Yeah. I mean, she's stepping out there and, she, and doing it well. I think she may have. There was Oscar talk. I don't know if she was nominated for. I don't know. Anyways. um, So that one looks interesting. I, I might check that one out. The other releases are the Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you seen that trailer with uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf? That one actually looks very, very it good. It sounds familiar. Uh, oh, that's the with the kid with Down syndrome. Yes, Zach runs yes. away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. It, it looks hilarious. It looks fantastic. Uh, that one I'll definitely, definitely try and check out. Oh yeah, Dakota Johnson's in that. I, I like her. <laughs> if no one yeah, just move on. <laughs> I, I like her. Uh, a couple more I've never heard of. Light of my life. After the wedding. That Brian Banks movie. Have you guys seen the preview to that? No. No, I don't know what that it's, is. It's uh, the true story. A football player's dreams to play in the NFL are halted when he is wrongly convicted and sent to prison. Never um, heard of it. Okay, well, looks interesting. Looks a little uh, like Hallmarky PG type of telling of that story, but eh. Oh, so this is, uh, uh, what's the one? Damn it. Blindside. Uh-huh. Uh, the blindside, it, but he gets uh, locked it, up. Kind of, yeah. It, it's It has that type of feel to it. Uh, and then the last one that I know we're all excited for, uh, whopping 3.8 on IMDb so far, The Tracker, starring Dolph Lundgren. Mm. And I imagine that's coming out too. <laughs> he got muted. <laughs> you know what you did. Yeah, that was on me. <laughs> I imagine that's coming out to a theater, yeah. not theaters. Let's be honest. Surprised it's even one. <laughs> right? That shouldn't even be on this list. That's... Straight to DVD is not a theater, IMDb. Come on. But that's the thing. That's I it. Hate you guys. That'll wrap it up. Um, okay. okay. I, I don't... Okay. I'll be honest. I don't have a whole lot of reasons to go to the, th- the theaters this week. Yeah. No. Some of those some of those movies interest me, but I'm not sure that I will go right. to a theater to see Which, it, it, why not... I don't know. Why not have one of the big blockbuster films open this week? You know what I mean? Like, is it too late? In the summer, they, they may maybe they're out of them. I don't yeah, know what don't else know. is coming up. Well, I I feel like the Lion King and Toy Story were pretty close to each other. I think they were within three weeks yeah. of opening. Well, Why it, not open now? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, uh, I will say that uh, both of those movies are are catered towards kids and uh, school is starting this month, so possibly that's the reasoning. They they want to release them when when They're the kids are out of school and there's more time well, to go and more opportunity. I, I mean, see, I would almost think the this the opposite might be better for them if they wait till they're in school to get all the buzz of kids talking about it at school. Like, oh my god, you have to see this movie. We went and saw this movie. Yeah, but let's go together and see this movie. They still get the buzz though. They're hanging out all summer. Yeah, especially in this day and age, five year olds have cell phones. <laughs> right, so they're all on Twitter. Yeah, true that. True that. True that. Probably not Facebook. That's for old people. It is for old people. <laughs> um, We're old, guys. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Have you guys seen anything lately? I, I had something yeah, to talk there about. There was a couple things I watched on Netflix. Um, I watched, uh, it's called Unicorn Store. Oh, Unicorn you watched Store that? with Brie Larson she and She directed that, right? Yeah, she yeah. directed it. Like, it was an okay movie. I, I'm not upset that I watched it, but I'll be honest. If you guys watched it, you'd probably hate it. <laughs> But, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was okay. And, uh, I mean, I also watched a documentary. God dang, I forgot what it was called. But it's about uh, Robert Johnson, who was basically like a blues player back in the day. And, like, he's considered to be one of the best ever. And he, like, 
basically they used him as the template for rock and roll and stuff like that. But uh, it's an interesting story because I knew a little bit about him before, but it's an interesting story because basically he played guitar and he was like okay at best and people didn't think he was that good. And then he like disappeared for a year, came back and all of a sudden he was like this great guitar player doing things that nobody else ever did. So there's like uh, the myth that he sold his soul to the devil. So they went into that and stuff oh, like really? that. So it's just, it was kind of an interesting little... Do you know the name of it? I forgot what it was called. It's like dancing with the or playing with the devil or something like that at the Robert Johnson story. Like I can't remember what mm-hmm. the beginning of it was called, but it's the Robert Johnson story. Like they, oh, it's a Netflix original. Yeah, the Devil's Music. The Devil's Music. The there life and go. legacy of Robert Johnson. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, but yeah, it's because uh, like I knew like that story of him selling his soul to the devil and stuff like that. But this gets well, really it, deep it could into be this it. one. Devil at the Crossroads. That's a 2019 Netflix movie. No, it's the 2019 one. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing. Yeah. So Devil at the Devil Crossroads. Devil at the Crossroads. Okay. Yeah. I knew there was Devil in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and this sounds like a story that's been told a million times. I think it's even made, the, so. This, made that, songs this is about where it. that story came from. That I mean, you you hear about the no meeting the Devil at the yeah. You know, so and like I said, it's it would be interesting. I just found it interesting because like I said, I knew a little bit about him and I knew the myth of him selling his soul to the devil. But this kind of gets more into it. And they're like, oh, well, he sold his soul to the devil. Like, these people are like, oh, he sold his soul to the devil. But then these people are like, no, here's what happened. Like, he did this. And, like, it's like, what, what do you believe? Did he just hmm. basically practice nonstop for a year or did he sell his soul to the devil? I might have to watch that Even one. in a lot, of, a lot of his music, he, it like, kind of goes talking about the devil and stuff like that. So people that helped <laughs> make it so that people thought he did. Interesting. Yeah, that is. I'll have to check that one out. Um. What I've seen, I'm not sure if I already talked about it or not last week. I don't know when I watched it. Uh, Hotel Mumbai. I think I may have talked about it. I last think you week. might have, yeah. But uh, talk about it again. It was a it was a really tense thriller. I, I think then that where did I watch it? Maybe Amazon Prime. I think I paid money to rent it. Or, mm-hmm. uh, but it was pretty good. It was it was the true story of uh, the attacks on on the Taj Hotel in uh india and obviously they took some liberties to basically to to tighten up the plot the pacing of of Mm -hmm. the narrative um but for the most part they i feel like they did they did a good job it it, it's kind of it's one of those movies that's that's a little hard to watch because it's you just feel weird watching it's something that tragic as entertainment. Yeah. And, and, but at the same time that they're showing a true story and they're showing, uh, the story, the, what, what makes it amazing is like the Taj, the hotel staff members all had the opportunity to, to leave. Uh, but they all chose to stay. And, and many of them, like 30, 40 of them lost their lives protecting the guests of the hotel, getting them out of the hotel, getting them to safety. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible story. It's just hard to kind of get around that watching this this awful tragedy as entertainment. Yeah. And it doesn't pull punches. I mean, it's it's it it's it'll hit you in the guts. But it is interesting. It is it is a well made movie. Dev Patel is is a great actor and he's in it. He's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, if 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 that's your your kind of thing, I would check that one out. And then the big one, I went to see Hobbs and Shaw. 
And that movie, that movie is, is, it's like if Michael Bay had any talent directing. <laughs> oh my God. Oh <laughs> I mean, it God. is like that level is of insane. Who, who directed that? Uh, David Leach. That's what from, I thought. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, it's like Deadpool 2 cranked to 11. I mean, it's, it's just absurd. But it it is just one hundred percent pure summer blockbuster entertainment. The action set pieces are a little more blockbuster oriented than his other stuff, which I, I feel like they they have a more generic feeling than his other stuff, which was kind of a letdown. But the comedy worked well. The the story, I mean, it was just a just a it had all the staples of the the Fast and Furious movies, you know the. The themes of family and the narrative around that, and and the obviously the cars defying any rules of physics. <laughs> I mean, it it had all, all everything, the whole checklist of Fast and Furious. But it was it was fun. So no bait and switch on this movie. Like, oh, it's a big dumb action movie. Oh, no, there's a love story. It's, <laughs> it's exactly what Dude, the trailer presents. Speaking of bait and switch. I started the Netflix series The Boys, or not the Netflix series, uh, the Amazon. 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 Yeah. yeah, I heard that was good. I haven't seen it. I but. am only one episode in, and I don't know if it's given me anything. Yeah, anything like there, there are interesting relationships between characters. I, I feel like I should give it like a first full season. I think what's what's the rule? Three episodes or something like that. But I mean, if it, I if it doesn't hook you by then, you give up. Well, there's only like five or six episodes, isn't there? I think it's eight episodes. Is first it? season. It's either six or eight in the first season. Yeah, like, I haven't seen. There's a guy that I work with that he said he watched the whole thing in one weekend and he really liked it. Really? That's also the guy who told us to watch Clown. So, <laughs> well, you know, there's that. Um. So I I I feel like if you, if you've seen the trailer, they do. What is it? Spice Girls? Have you seen the trailer? Uh, it's I don't been a while. A Spice Girls one. My God, dude! They they like they do this cheesy like we're all getting together, and then they play a Spice Girls song as they're like fighting, and it's so funny. Hmm. Uh, it's worth seeing the trailer, and that's what really hooked me. Well, the me. trailer that I saw it was kind of serious, like um, like they were like superheroes, but they were kind of like. Like anti-heroes, yeah. punk-ass superheroes, yeah. like they were doing it for the money and stuff like that. And then some guy was all like, "Oh, we're gonna get them." Yeah, that's no, the, the trailer the, I saw, and I saw that one too. But there was like an extended version that has Spice Girls music at the I end, and that's what—that's that the vibe that I was like, I wanted in. So it. you went in looking for more zany, yeah, and less uh, less serious, less, and less it's, it's DC. It's very serious in the first, and I mean, it's serious for a good reason. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know. I'll, pro- I'll probably I'll watch a couple more episodes, but right now I'm like slow yeah. start. I plan on trying to watch it because I, but I just haven't watched it yet. So uh, it already got picked up for a second season. Did it? Yeah, mm. it's it's only been on Amazon for like a week or so, and it's already got picked up. So well, I think most people probably binge watched it, like the guy mm-hmm. at work. Like mm-hmm. seems yeah, like it might be something of, you a lot either of the guys love at or my hate. Work watched it, so I, I'm sure. Obviously, the rating, the numbers are are yeah big enough to get it a second season already. So, um, real quick, going back to David Leach though, yeah, is there any director on more of a streak right now? Um, action wise, do you mean just in general? Well, um, what's his bucket from Thor? To, to, what Taiki Waikiki? Yeah. yeah, he's 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 on a good streak. His Leach's um. Counterpart from the original John Wick, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, 
He, he, he co-directed Chad. John Wick. It's Stahelski. Chad yep. Stahelski, yeah. Uh, he's doing good things. But, but I mean, Leech, I'm, dude, I'm kind of, I, I, as much as I enjoyed Deadpool 2 and as much as I, I did enjoy um, Hobbs and Shaw, I'm kind of scared that he's going to get too blockbustery. Does that make sense? Michael where where like, he'll turn into Michael Bay? No, 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 no. Because even in Hobbs and Shaw, I mean, this is this is a huge epic blockbuster action movie. His his skills are still very very evident, but there was something about the intimacy of his other work, uh, John Wick, and then he did Atomic Blonde. The smaller scale where where he didn't have the budget and it was all about the stunt work and the and the they just felt I I enjoy that better than these big plot well, right. well, I mean, you, generic. But I mean I don't know I don't know what other movies he has coming up. But like Hobbs and Shaw is that was looked like it was just going like the Fast and Furious movies in general are big scale. Like you're not yes. gonna. Like in the first John Wick, yeah, there was a lot of action stuff, but a lot of it was dialed back and character stuff because yeah. you know you're building this and guy. Same thing with Atomic Blonde. But I haven't seen that one. But like Hobbs and Shaw, like that's just part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Like none of that is ever dialed back character type stuff. I I and and I like that stuff. I can enjoy that stuff. I just hope that Leech takes time to do more yeah. smaller scale, more well, intimate type of action movies. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like him doing this one, he might he probably didn't have that option. Like, oh no, absolutely not. He he made what they wanted him to make, and he made it fantastically. But I, so I'm we'll I'm just I'm a little weary. Where hopefully hopefully he doesn't turn into like a, a studio puppet, uh, you know. And we'll see. Yeah, Jerry sure has more movies coming out soon. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that Chad Stahelski did stunt work on Deadpool 2. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, they're both former stuntmen. Well, yeah, I knew that, but I mean, like, at that point, he had been the director of, like, two of the John Wicks, because it was 2018. Stahelski, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, you're going to... I don't know, it was just interesting. Like you don't stick to the directing. Maybe he's world got that there. itch to yeah. get back in the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, maybe right? there is like he might have only did like one stunt and there's one stunt that he wanted a For certain sure. way, so he's just like, Screw it, I'll do it. Well, no, I mean he was uh that wasn't even his production. No, it, it, it was, was Leech Leech's production. It's the hell just asked him. Yeah, like, helping hey, out his buddy or yeah. he said, Hey, I want to be in this, let me do this or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just think that's pretty cool, man. That um, is fun. The 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 other thing I forgot to mention about uh Hobbs and Shaw there are a couple first of all the the comedy is is it's hilarious it, <laughs> and there are a couple of cameos these these people come in and I won't ruin it I won't spoil it but they're absolutely fantastic and they're both <laughs> they're both just hilarious uh and and I think they needed to happen because the comedy of Hobbs and Shaw for the most part is too Usually you have the straight guy and then the funny guy. Well, these are two straight, you know, the just straight laced serious guys, and the the comedy comes from their banter and their their put downs and things like that. And then they bring these cameos in of of these silly guys, and and they're just absolutely hilarious. And the way they play off of those two, you got to see it. It's so so funny. There's actually a third one. It was John Cena. You just couldn't see him. True. Oh, did someone True. say John Cena? <laughs> Yep. 
I knew he was gonna do that. That's why I did. Dude, that. someone said John Cena. It has to happen. <laughs> also, we brought up Halloween on the <clears throat> the last episode, no, we didn't. and I didn't. Oh, I thought you were gonna yeah. just play it now for no, no reason. No, 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 no. I'm not that stupid. Uh, let's move on. Platoon. I mean, is it about time? Shut up. I'm not that stupid. Uh, Platoon from 1986. It's an already two-hour-long film with drama war one. A young soldier in Vietnam faces moral crisis when confronted with the horrors of war and the duality of man. Written and directed by Oliver Stone, starring Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger. This is a long one. There's so a lot of people in this movie. Yes. yes. Bear with me. Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, <clears throat> Willem Dafoe, uh, Keith David Forrest Whitaker, Francesco Quinn, Kevin Dillon, John C. McGinley, Reggie Johnson, Mark Moses, Corey Glover, Johnny Depp, Chris Peterson, uh, David Nydorf. Yeah, I think at this point, people probably wouldn't necessarily recognize a name yeah. or a face, really. Because like, somebody like Keith David, they might not recognize that name, but they see the face oh, and yeah, they'll yeah. know. Or hear his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the film on Rotten Tomatoes gets an 88%. <laughs> Certified fresh from the critics, giving it a score of 8.28. An audience score of 93%, giving it an 8.6. The critics' consensus, informed by Oliver, informed by director Oliver Stone's personal experiences in Vietnam, Platoon foregoes easy sermonizing in favor of a herring, ground-level view of war bolstered by no-holds-barred performances from Charlie Sheen and Willem Dafoe. Also, the film, Platoon, was nominated and won several Oscars. Anyone want to guess? How many noms? Noms? Actor. I think two actors in there. So maybe actor and supporting actor, or maybe both two lead actors. I don't know how they do that. So there's two. I'm gonna guess best m- picture movie, yeah, uh, best picture, um, original screenplay, probably cinematography. I don't know. It's probably something. Probably like sound. And, yeah, it's probably and something editing or whatever. Like sound editing. I'll I'll say five, seven. F- I said four. I was like four. Nominated five. for eight. Eight. Oh, Damn. That was close. Picture, director, sound, film editing. Yep. Uh, two actors. Yep. Uh, writing, screenplay. And cinematography. I didn't even think director. Why did I not writing think and director? screenplay is uh, original screenplay and cinematography. Okay, yeah. I don't know why. I, didn't I think we got them all director. then. I think you did. Um, we said director. Did somebody say? Yeah. Did you? I didn't say director. Uh, I, I don't know. One. But it won four Oscars. It won mm-hmm. best picture. Yeah. Yep. Best director. Yep. Best sound and best film editing. Yep. Um, so Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe were both nominated for this, as well. Man. Um, this and Apocalypse Now were two movies that I had really wanted to see. Well, spoiler alert. This one's uh, better. No, 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 no. Wait, uh, have you seen Apocalypse Now? I have not. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Uh, we're, our, our theme going forward will be pre-1980s movies, and I am definitely going to pick Apocalypse Now when my turn comes up. Hell yeah, because, you will! What was because that, like 78, 79? 79, I think like it just makes so the just cut. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing when, when I was watching Platoon. I was like, oh, we got to watch Apocalypse Now and, and have that discussion and compare and contrast type of deal. Because so. they're both in, in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. It seemed like... Um, I guess Apocalypse Now was the first one, and that was in the late 70s. But like in this... Especially at this time frame in the '80s, there was quite a few Vietnam movies that came out because this is like around the same time that like Full Metal Jacket came out. Um, There's another one I can't remember. Well, and this director, but... I, I mean, obviously he he had experience 
he was in Vietnam. Yeah. So he also directed uh, mm-hmm. uh, Born on the Fourth of July was a Vietnam, yeah. not necessarily a war movie, but, but like yeah. Vietnam. Um, and I mean, like think about the mid to late two thousands. Where yeah. you have a bunch of those Iraq and Afghanistan wars, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's just it's top of mind. It's relevant. It's a lot of people can relate, and you so you get a lot of those movies. Yeah. Um. But no, man, I am. Like I said, this first time I saw it, I I'm glad I picked it. This movie, I I like to. I told one of my friends at work, it was like Saving Private Ryan if it wasn't a Hollywood movie. If that makes sense, I don't know if you guys feel yes. the same way. Um. Well, I I I would add on to that. It's like Saving Private Ryan with all the technical skill of Steven Spielberg without the sentimentality of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Because Spielberg, I mean, fantastic director, but he always has that that sentimental side where every, you know, well, it's a, it's a, his movies are about characters and like the good in people a lot of the time, and, and this is just more of a just a straight <laughs> yeah, up dude like, in the what, shit, yeah, stuff that actually did kind of happen. I mean, there's like, this is the horrors of yeah. war, man. This movie's it's not even hard to sit through, but there are some graphic shit on scene. Does that make sense? And and just terrifying real world horror. The, and and not even not even I mean obviously the horrors of war, and and how they he he builds this sense where they are never able to relax and you the viewer we the viewer are never able to relax that that horror of you could just die at any moment but also mm-hmm. the horror of what they are doing and what it's doing to them and and their their. Mindsets and and what they're doing to each other. I mean, it, yeah, it's just just an awful, awful, awful circumstance all around. Yeah, a lot of war movies. Some of them will show like, oh, how bad it was, you know, like with people dying and stuff like that. But not a lot go into like the psyche of the people in the mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. Like it actually showing like how they're feeling, how it's tearing them apart, basically, and. You have all this infighting with each other, but you have to watch this person's back or else, you know, you both can die. But, you know, do you really trust them and type stuff like that? Well, and that's one of the Charlie Sheen's quotes from the movie, who I think did a great job on this one, by the way. Uh, He says, like, we're busy fighting within ourselves when we should be fighting the enemy. And it's it's uh, you see how the characters progress and you're like, holy shit, this is. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. He had like a big arc in this movie because yeah, I mean he, he starts did. off basically scared, not you know he wanting was up to him do at anything. The beginning. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like towards the end, well, not really all of a sudden because it built towards it. Yeah, but yeah. Like at the end, all of a sudden he's going through and he's like Rambo. Like where did mm-hmm. all this come from? And I thought that was really, really interesting at the end. Um, and I I tried finding the quote um, on IMDb and I couldn't find it, but I think King was the guy that that left right before the final fight. Right, King. He, yes, yeah. it, it was uh, David Keith David. Uh, yeah, character. Yeah, and he he says to Charlie Sheen like, "Hey man, like there ain't no such thing as a, a pussy when you're trying to basically survive. Saying, right? Don't like, you know? Don't be a hero. Just keep live, your head down. And right. Live through the through night. It. Yeah. And uh, Charlie Sheen does the exact opposite. But O'Neill, who had been around for a couple years or whatever. John C. M- M- yeah, John C. McGinley. Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
was the one hiding. I, I thought that was just really, really interesting. And and Keith David was right. I don't blame. I mean, I don't. I don't blame. What, what was? Uh, I I keep wanting to say John C. Riley. John C. Riley. <laughs> McGinley. Yeah. What was uh, McGinley. McGinley's character's name? O'Neill. O'Neill. I mean. Their only goal is to survive. That's the number one. Th- and they count it down like a prison term. Yeah. Where it's just get through alive and you win. That's it. it, it that. Yeah, man. It's just terrifying to think about. And that was such an almost an in- ingenious way to tell the passage of time for sure. Because that's like one of right. the most off the cuff things at the beginning. It's like, oh man, I don't remember when I had three hundred and fifty some days left. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm only down at thirty six, and then at the end of the movie, you realize thirty six days have been passed or something like that. Yeah. So that man, and and to see the opening scene was so amazing. Just these, they're kids. They're just these kids getting off this plane and just thrown right into it. No, mm-hmm. told nothing. Figure it out. There, and and the way she Sheen brings it up that uh, nobody gives a shit about these new kids because their lives don't matter. They they still got three sixty five. Yeah. They their lives don't matter as much as the 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 short timers. That like the whole situation is just they made it. He he made it seem like the hell that it it was that he experienced. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it was he put you there. Well, and, Both in the battle scenes and in just the 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 environment. Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting uh, Sheen's character arc too, because he like everybody else, or at least they made it seem that was uh, drafted for this war. Oh, was there a draft at that time? Yeah, okay. that's how they got most of the people right. for Vietnam. Was the well, draft? And, and right. and not they a went whole into lot it a little bit about the how it's the poor kids. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, right. And, and and the lower class having to fight this war that the upper class is is dealing with and they they don't even know what the hell they're fighting for, but they're there and they just got to do their time and hopefully get out. Mhm. And and Charlie Sheen was one of the few that actually volunteered. Went, yeah, yeah, volunteered for it. And yeah, he keeps his letters home to grandma and how they slowly fade. And he doesn't want to write anymore. And <laughs> right, right, and that Dude, was this. This that was oh, great, and, and it was done so gradually in a way that you almost don't notice. They you, you don't notice until the end. Yeah, when King's like, like somebody you ain't got said to write, right? Yeah, and and you're like, oh yeah, he he wasn't. He starts off with this boy like writing his grandma at from summer camp, yeah. you know, and then now he's like, it it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to go home. Yeah. It man, this movie, this is impactful, and I can't imagine because when was Vietnam? Late sixties? Yeah, uh, late. Like I think it started in like sixty four ish and went to about sixty nine or something like that. Maybe it was sixty three. I think. And I mean, like this is coming off almost the heels of Vietnam, like. How impactful would it have been back in '86? I mean, we're 40 years too late reviewing this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's still a lot of Vietnam vets out there. Yeah, for sure. But and another thing that they did with this movie that I liked was <clears throat> the action scenes weren't over the top; they were believable. Like, oh, like that's a... what actually was going on. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, we're gonna make this a bigger spectacle than it was. The, the effects were a little dated, but it's, well, it's an yeah. '80s movie. I. I I can't blame an old movie for being dated, but they were. But you're right. It still was. I mean, the scenes were still. 
I think it was the synopsis that said it. it's told from the ground view where where it's it's chaotic. You nobody knows where the hell anybody is. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to trying to. You're shooting at shadows and and bullets are flying. And it, it was it was filmed incredibly well, even though it was the the effects were a bit dated, but. But still, like I said, I, I can't hold it against it. Dude, I thought at the end, though, when they had the flares to light up the... Yes, that, that lighting was, was so... so... <laughs> yes. Dude. Yeah, that lighting was was awesome. And that, that lighting was better than some of the, the scenes. And I, I get it. In, in real life, it would be mostly pitch black or moonlight, and the lighting felt kind of... It didn't feel natural at times, but that mm-hmm. that scene in particular, that that final scene, the lighting was incredible with all those the strobing, uh, whatever the, the hell flares they were, yeah. and the claymores, and yeah, stuff like mm-hmm. that. That that lighting was incredible. That that whole scene in its entirety was incredible. I just looked it up. By the way, I was way off. It was fifty-four to seventy-five, but I think like the big chunk that a lot of was, people yeah. like talk about is in that sixties yeah. time frame. Yeah, because it didn't seem like it was a. Uh... 20-year war, like, even from history classes when I was a kid. Well, I think a lot of it, especially towards the end, was more just troops there, and they weren't really fighting. Right. They were trying to just keep hold, but, you know, that didn't work. Uh, And let's let's get to the Oscar-nominated roles that I thought both were fantastic. Uh, What I found (laughs) kind of interesting, though, with those is just with uh, Barringer and um, William Defoe. Is especially if you go back into the eighties and you kind of look at their movies, William Defoe was usually the good guy, or I mean the bad guy, and Tom Berenger was usually the good guy, and now they kind of just switched in this movie. Well, and I think Defoe especially, this was a, a softer performance than I've, if that makes sense. This was a more caring character yeah. than I've ever seen him play. Well, no, so I mean, usually he's kind of the villain, and Berenger. Though he's played the hero, he's always played that gruff, yeah, tough guy. Yeah, but he was guy. still so I, I like the guy was... that you were supposed to right. like. You're supposed to root for. And he was, initially. Uh, I mean, before we see the extent of, I guess, how... how... He kind of lost it. Yeah. Right? Like, just too long there but again, seeing too much. We first see this guy, and he's this legend. He can't die, and he's been shot how many times? And, and yeah, he's he's a little gruff, and he's a little mean, but... The dude's been through it for how long? Yeah. yeah. So you, I mean, you're on he's the kind of a dickhead, but yeah, you respect him and you think, he, I mean, he's cool. Berenger is cool as shit in this movie. <laughs> that is, well, you go until you that. realize how how he's just completely yeah. sadistic he is. And you're basically in this movie, if you kind of think about, it, you're Charlie Sheen because you're going on this ride with him, mm-hmm. and that, Charlie Sheen originally thinks of him as like, you know, he's a Good guy. Right, he's gotta, been like, here for three yeah, years. I gotta, you know what the hell he's doing. I got to stick with this guy. And then, you know, he gets more towards William Defoe's character and he realizes it. And, you know, I don't spoiler alerts, but Tom your character does some bad things. Yeah. So, like, he ends up. But not... at the same time, you. It's presented and written in a way that. He obviously, uh, what he's doing is horrible. That That is black and white. But it's it's written in a way that you understand his motivations, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Because this dude's been there for how long? These are the enemy. These are the people that 
this is the reason he has been fearing for his life every second that he's awake for for the last however however long and he's 100% convinced that they are working with the NVA and and so obviously the things he's doing are are disgusting and horrible but still you can at least comprehend why he's doing the things and that is brilliant writing he's not just a straight up bad guy yeah and uh, that's why it's because there there were people in this war for real who did you know they went to villages that were innocent people but they just lost it because they saw their friends die they saw they were being tried to get killed every time and they don't know if there are people hiding there or not so they do just kind of lose it and burn down villages and stuff that actually happened so i mean like yeah it makes and makes sense that somebody would do that but it is it kind of a thing where he he's the bad guy essentially right but written extremely well written extremely extremely well i mean it there's a lot of, I don't want to say it's it's hard to say gray area, uh, but I guess understandable black and white area. Yeah, because he, he's bad. The things he does are horrendous. The things a lot of them do are horrendous. But you get it, and, mm-hmm. and that makes it that makes their performances that much better. That makes the movie that much more impactful. And like with Charlie Sheen's character, like it, uh, he kind of teeters on that you know like which way is he going to lean is he going to go more towards you know William yeah. Defoe's character or more towards uh Barringer's character because like there's even scenes where he's like completely losing it like shooting at a guy's feet like dance dance mm-hmm. blah 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 and then another one he's stopping people from doing horrible things so it's like he he doesn't know what to do so he yeah it's like uh your parents one of them telling you to do one thing the other telling you to do the well, other and you just don't that. know what I to do i think at the end he, that yeah. they were they were his two fathers basically the the war formed who he is and and he had the the two fathers that were pulling for for they were fighting, fighting for, for his soul, soul yeah i mean he's, what he said. Which, whichever way he's going to go and i i loved pretty much all the characters i did want to bring up though i was not a big fan of uh Dylan, I which uh, I can't think of it. Kevin Dylan, right? Uh, he was like the real crazy. Well, not crazy, but like you know, oh, I want to be here. I want to kill people. And he type guy. He felt like the most. I mean, he was part of that the quote bad guy group, but he felt the most two dimensional. Yeah, was it, that the one when they stopped at the village, and he? I'm confused. He which just started one? like the guy that Charlie Sheen was shooting at. But then he stopped. He just went in and beat the crap out of him. And he's like, "Look at his brains, man." Mm. He had he, the, like, that little one thing on the like a skull, yeah, yeah, yeah. A scalp or something he on was, the back of his helmet. Uh, he was, at least in my opinion, he was the the least rounded character. He he was just pretty one note. Even the rest of the people in that that on that side or are in that group. I mean, John C. McGinley was in that. In part yeah. of that crew, but you understood his motivations too. I mean, he's following this dude that has kept him alive for how long, right? And and of course he's going to have his back. I mean, wh- what's he going to lose? This guy? That's a yeah. safety blanket in 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 pretty much. So most of the characters were were amazing. I didn't like Kevin Dillon though. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up. Sorry, I'm just taking a moment here, and I'm going to look up uh, what what uh, Giant Depp looked like. 
He looked like Johnny Depp. He was just a young Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. And I mean, I mean, they didn't really focus on him. There was really only one scene where he was like the focus, and that's when he was translating. So I mean, I guess. But here's the thing, Mike. I watched this with Heather, and I didn't look at the cast. I didn't know Johnny yeah. Depp was in it. Oh, either did I. But even tell. when he went into the that hut and they were smoking, he's in the background, out of focus, and still looks like goddamn Johnny Depp. So I'm sitting there watching it with Heather, and I'm like, "That's Johnny Depp smoking weed back there." <laughs> he wasn't even he wasn't even supposed to be on set then. He was just in the background smoking weed. Like, oh shit, we're recording. We're, yeah, what? <laughs> like the dude still looked like Johnny Depp. So I don't know how you missed him. I'll be honest. I actually read that uh, originally he uh, they were considering Johnny Depp to be the main person, but they thought he looked too young. So instead they cast him as something else, which whatever. And he did look very young. Yeah, but like this is the Vietnam War. Most of them were 18, yeah. 19, oh, yeah. 20 years I old. I think so. he would have been a lot. I think Sheen did fine. Um, I don't think he's... It's not I don't think. He is not as capable an actor as Johnny Depp. Yeah. And this was also early Johnny Depp where he wasn't known. Right. Charlie Sheen wasn't like huge either, but he was a little he was well, a little more known. Well and he had the Sheen name. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, does Johnny Depp have any family in uh, not that I'm aware cinema? of cinema? Well and and it's a it's interesting that uh Martin Sheen was in Apocalypse Now and, and Charlie is in this one. Well, and so they, they're in the two most well-known yeah. Vietnam War movies. Well, it was... Uh, I also read... like There was a lot of casting things that they changed up on. But like one of them... Another one was... Originally, it was Charlie Sheen's brother, Emilio Estevez, that was the main guy. Really? But the uh, production got delayed for a couple years or something like that. And he had signed on for another movie. So he couldn't do it. So they got Charlie Sheen. Hmm. That is and, interesting. Like, there was a lot of other people, too. Like... Um, thing who... There is... I think Kevin Costner was offered a role, and he said no. Keanu Reeves, they thought about maybe being the <laughs> that Charlie Sheen's bad. character. I love Keanu, but that would have been bad. Especially back then. God, yeah. <laughs> that would have been horrible. It does look like Johnny Depp. Because well, yeah. it is Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp does look like Johnny Depp. You are correct. <laughs> I'm, j- I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. Uh, I've watched the entire... Man, okay, did I tell you about the time my friend went and saw... What was the Winston Churchill movie? Churchill? Oh, uh, no. Winston? Yes. I don't know. Like it's it's no, something. The, the Darkest Hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Darkest Hour. And he's like, I thought Gary Oldman was in this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you just you just watched him on screen for two hours. But yours isn't fair, as egregious as that. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, Gary Oldman is great at just completely changing how and he looks. And to be fair, he didn't look like Gary Oldman, and Johnny Depp did look yeah. 100% right, like Johnny Depp. <laughs> You're forgetting who's got the mute buttons over here. I'm just throwing logic. I, I get all. it. I get it, but I don't... What else is there to talk about? The music? We talked about music at all? I don't think we did. I don't really remember a whole lot of music until the towards only, the end of the The only movie. scene I remember music is the uh, that iconic scene, the, the Willem Dafoe... Yeah. Arms in the oh, air, my yeah. God! That, Tropic Thunder ruined that scene for me because I was just laughing during that scene because I couldn't help but think about Tropic Dude, Thunder. I told you guys I had no idea Tropic <laughs> Thunder was a spoof on that scene, like at the beginning and and such a great, great spoof of it. Oh, oh my, my God! God, <laughs> he just gets shot and then he Survive. gets up and then he gets shot. Yeah, oh. that 
that scene's still an incredible, incredible scene. And you you can see why it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. Just that image of, of him, arms outstretched, that was... That's what they use for the poster. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an iconic movie, and that's probably the the scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when we did The Departed, we talked about scenes that stick out in your mind, and I think that scene uh, of Willem Dafoe running sticks out in this one, and uh, the final scene, like the final battle, sticks out a ton. Does that make sense? I but think I, any, any time Tom ba- Berenger... To me, was the best part of this movie. His really? performance was—I think Defoe was for me. Oh, see, I—and he was great. I, I'm not—I don't want to take anything away from him, but man, Berenger was so damn good in this movie, so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they both were. That's why they got uh, Oscar noms. What won that it's year? Can you look be... that up? If they—if neither of them oh, won, yeah. there had to have been some good stuff. I'm gonna—I'm gonna imagine that's the only Oscar nom that. Tom Berenger has ever had because he usually. I don't know what you're does. trying to say about Tom Berenger, but I don't because he usually it. doesn't do movies like that. You know what? He Whatever. usually does like action movies or Major League, which is great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a movie that we've done. Oh yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. I'm sorry, that was leading role. Oh, wait. Uh, speaking of Tom Berenger, has anybody here seen the movie The Substitute? Yes, I have. My the, mom loves those movies. The greatest, silliest, weirdest. M- I mean, it turned from one of those, like, white person saves the hood school into just, like, a straight-up war movie yeah. in the high school. Yeah. Weirdest <laughs> turn a movie has ever taken, yep. but, but so <laughs> incredibly awesome. Yep. They they made, like, five of those, but after the first one, Tom Berenger wasn't yes, in them anymore. Yes, it was a Skeet, Skeet Ulrich or something, no, did it? Was, it? Um, oh, what the heck's that guy's name? The hell are you guys talking about? The substitute movies. I have no, no idea. My my mom loves those movies. The first one is the best, but the second one's not bad either. But like, I, uh, treat Williams. Treat Sorry, William, yeah, that's the, right. Yeah. Yep. Treat freaking um, Williams, <laughs> the original straight to DVD guy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Best actor in a supporting role, nineteen eighty seven Oscars. <clears throat> Damn. So this movie had two out of what chances and five? And two out of five and didn't win. Two of them from. Platoon, Willem Dafoe and Tom Berenger. Dennis Hopper for Hoosiers. Really? Denholm Elliott for A Room with a View. Wait, Dennis Hopper was in Hoosiers? Apparently. Apparently. And the winner, <clears throat> Markle Kane oh. for Hannah and Her Sisters. Hmm. I haven't seen that movie. I've so never even heard that movie. Heard of that movie? Have you heard of Michael Caine? He's yes. a small actor, yeah. mostly known for Michael. And if I saw a Alfred movie Pennyworth. he was in, I would recognize him. <laughs> what? He he know who he was if he saw him in a movie. Is what he said. Yeah, it's no Johnny Depp situation. Right. I'll I'll meet you <laughs> so fast. That's I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. That's why. Somebody, we just start picking Johnny Depp movies only and be like, Mike, did you know Johnny Depp was in this movie? <laughs> we'll do Johnny Depp month and Mike has to tell us which character he played. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who was he? Which okay. one was he? <laughs> you guys, you act so, you act of the Caribbean. Which one was Johnny Depp, Mike? I don't know, you, Blackbeard. You, <laughs> you act surprised. Literally on last episode, I couldn't tell you that Michelle Williams wasn't in Eight Mile. No, I, 
Yep. Yeah. And we watched that movie for this, so you've yeah. seen it relatively recently. Oh man, actually, I don't think I've watched it this time. Around, oh, you didn't watch it? I okay. wasn't. Fair I don't enough. think I was on that show. Wait, but. you didn't? Know who picked it then? I did. Did you? I think. Yeah. I think it was a listener request. We what? did listener request. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I picked it because I had never seen it. Uh, yeah. Let's let's rate this movie, okay? I'm ready. Did you know Michelle Williams wasn't in it? <laughs> Either way, you better not get a rating, dude. I'm gonna mute you <laughs> so fast. I keep threatening, but I just need to do. Johnny uh, Depp played the lead in Eight Mile. Do you know that? Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Uh, I will give this movie an eight seven five. Uh, I thought it was great, um, and honestly, it's it might rival uh, Saving Private Ryan for one of my favorite war movies of all time. It doesn't for me. Yeah. Uh, I th- and and I think part of that is Saving Private Ryan's epic scale of of the war um but it's up there it and it's probably the best vietnam war movie uh, incredibly infect- effective the performances yeah. by those two were amazing i think uh, i think three i think charlie sheen was great in this as well he was he was okay better than any other charlie sheen performance right. i suppose Correct. yeah you know he, besides you know Wild thing in Major League. Yeah, in the scary movie movies. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> he recognized yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna go nine. It's nine. it's an incredible movie. The, I only had a few minor gripes about uh, one of the characters. Really, a couple of them were kind of whatever, but for the most part, amazing, amazing movie. Yeah, and the character, like uh, Kevin Dillon's character, or and like some of the other characters that maybe weren't as strong, they didn't have huge parts. They were just kind of right, right. there every once in a while to help the story go along. So also, was, Kevin Dillon shot a pig for no reason. So they were that mad. guy, yeah, that guy mad. can friggin' shove off. Yeah, I mean, c- shooting a pig. Yeah. What the pig do to you? He also beat up a one-legged guy with a gun. True. <laughs> But he also <laughs> shot a pig. Okay. Brent, what do you give this <laughs> movie? Um, I'm going to give this 8.5 survives. You know, skin <laughs> shot. So, Survive. Thought of, thought of Tropic Thunder, that yeah. whole scene. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic scene, but it was ruined for me because of Tropic Thunder. That's when you know it's good parody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it's so good, it ruins the actual iconic scene. Son of a... Yeah, that is true. Uh, also, I never did this or that on last episode. Oh, well. Uh, oh, we'll we'll do it. That <laughs> this this that I I didn't know perfect. Much, so. uh, platoon gets an eight point seven five, which is a B. I'm sorry, it's an A minus. Yeah, it's like yep. a eight. That's no. Nope. Should at least be an A. Something. Yeah. Eight point seven five A minus on the new grading scale. Um. So. Pop quiz, asshole. This or Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition, and that's. I mean, when when there's two great movies like that, it just comes down to personal preference. Yeah, and yeah. I I prefer that movie and those performances. Yeah, Thomas Hanks. I always have to go with Thomas Hanks. This or Paddleton. This is this or Jurassic Park. <laughs> this this yeah, because I've seen Jurassic Park so many times. I guess so for that reason. Johnny's gonna be mad. Your yep. brother Johnny. He was mad, man. He he was telling me. When did last time he was he was here? He was God, telling me how forever. 
I think it was it was it was your sister's wedding. Oh, he comes up to me at the, the wedding. No, no, no. He comes up to me at your sister's wedding. He's like, "Hey, listen to the Jurassic Park episode, which was like forever ago, but he yeah. still held a grudge. He's like, just want to let you know you are absolutely 100% wrong. That movie's a 10. He's going on about, about how great Jurassic Park is and how wrong I was. Like, damn, you hold a grudge, dude. <laughs> That's funny. This or Prisoners. This? I don't know if I've seen Prisoners. Probably. I think I was probably even on that one. You were I just on don't that show. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's Hugh Jackman, it comes on right? a personal preference. I, I'll take... Yeah, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I take Prisoners. I'll, yeah, I'll say I this. I do too. Prisoners. Uh, a Quiet Place. I love A Quiet Place, so I'd probably say A Quiet Place. I'd pick Platoon. Yeah, I think I would too. Platoon? Yes. Uh, this or Whiplash? This. I think I'd pick Whiplash. I think I do too, yeah. Whiplash was... Incredible. Dude, so surprisingly good. Yeah. It was surprisingly good, but I still think yeah. this over Any that. movie that can make me like, enjoy, and respect Miles' stupid face teller <laughs> gets extra points True. in my book. Uh, last one, and this is an, an easy one for me. That's why I'm picking it, but I want to see what you guys say. Ex Machina. Uh, Ex Machina. Epic Ex Machina. I don't like... <laughs> I was on Mike that Mike and one, I are right? on the same page today. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't know if I was a big as fan of that movie as you guys were. I love that movie. Not. Ex Machina has the highest score I've given. It's one of my favorite movies. So I don't talk bad I about it. Were you on Saving it. Private Ryan? I was not. Oh, so because we yeah. all gave that a ten. Yeah, so. which is so stupid. No, I, nope. <laughs> I hate you guys. All right, so eight point seven five for Platoon. Um, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can crush movies right on our homepage, which is a great thing because we are doing. Before the 80s. Yeah, in the next so, month and uh, a half. If you have any requests for pre-1980s movies. And if you've put in some requests, I, I still have the, the database, so I will, I'll send that out to everybody because I, I know there's a, a few pre-1980s movies on there that you could choose from if you want to. So yeah. I'll make sure everybody gets that and, and uh, I know the keep, pur- keep sending them. Purple Rose of Cairo, is that? Pre-80s? No. Sounds like it. It's not, though, apparently. No. I'm pretty... Isn't that a... What's his know. name? I don't know. It's 85. Yeah. It's Woody Allen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that wouldn't be 70s. Yeah. Oh, Woody Allen. Oh. I don't like him either. I have never seen anything by him, uh, which surprises everyone. Anyway, moviereviewcrew.com. Do we know the movies for next time? We don't. It's... Matt, Matt and, and Brent. Matt. Brent, do you know what you're Maybe picking? if I can find it anywhere. Do you so. know what Matt's picking? Um, probably a horror movie. <laughs> I would assume. There's some good ones in those days. Yeah, but I think we've done a lot of them. We have. The iconic ones. Yeah. There's still some good ones, though. There's uh, still oh, some no, really good ones. Days. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, moviereviewcrew.com. Uh, watch us. Listen to us next week. And if you're looking for... Looking to figure out which movies are chosen for next week so you can watch them before you listen, uh, check the upcoming page. That will be updated. Uh, that's always updated with what movies are coming to the theaters and DVD as well as what movies we will be doing in the upcoming episodes. All right. Someone in the show. Tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms, as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.